Hello and welcome to Type 2 Take 2 Podcast. I'm Danielle Vallette, your Certified Ketogenic Integrative Health Practitioner, and this show is an extension of my coaching practice, Envision Health Integrative Nutrition and Wellness. Here, we discuss blood sugar dysregulation, hormones, and inflammation based off of research, clinical practice, and not-so-common sense. We use food, lifestyle, labs, and faith to get to the reason of why your body is going so crazy and then pull it out from the root. You'll not only learn why your body is doing what it's doing, but you'll also learn how to support it and heal it yourself. Welcome to the show. Kick back, relax, and join the ride. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Type 2 Take 2, your diabetes and health-centered podcast. I'm Danielle Vallette, your ketogenic integrative health practitioner, and today we're going to discuss blood pressure and what that has to do with your type 2 diabetes. Stay tuned. Did you know that proper melatonin production for sleeping is based on a proper circadian rhythm? Yeah, getting enough sun so that the body can adjust itself to proper sleep cues, limiting blue light at night, and being nice to your microbiome by not overindulging in highly refined factory processed seed oils and artificial sugars, not excluding cane, beet, and coconut sugars, can help you to get proper sleep. Did you know? Okay, and now for the chit-chat, guys. I know that we've been talking about our bio not just our biomarkers, but we've been talking about the metabolic syndrome. But for chit-chat, for chit-chat, what we want to do is talk about the period pad company, okay? The period company. You know what I'm talking about. I told you I would come back with it, and then we had an interview, or rather a discussion, a collaboration of thoughts between two minds, and we didn't get into the period company. Well, two weeks have passed, and now I have something to say about the situation. Here we go. I went through my period five days strong, you know, how it usually goes strong at the beginning and and very light at the end. And um, I have to say that there were instances where I actually felt like I was wearing a pad. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like I was wearing a pad, but one of those ones that you got from... Like, you know, when you went to school, when you were in high school and you would get it from the dispensary and it would be this really fat, thick, long thing and you would fill it and it would be so uncomfortable. You would sit on it. You would fill it. You would walk. You would feel, it would feel like, like kind of like a diaper swishing between your legs <laughs> or, or coming up against your, against your pants if you were wearing pants. And, you know, it just, it just really, that, that was some of the days and that was some of the times in the days. It wasn't all of the days and it wasn't all of the time within the days. It was just some of the days and some of the time. But when I did not feel it, when I really appreciated it, it was there. It was mostly leak-proof. I would say that the first two or three days of my heaviness, um, it did a proper job. You have to remember that they are just like disposable pads where you would have to change them every four hours, you know, or two, depending on how heavy you are in your on your cycle. 
Um, but I, I wanted to give it the good college try and see how long it would take to leak. I really did. I wanted to test it out. Let me see how long is this thing going to take before it leaks. And then, yeah, like six hours. Call me gross if you want to. I had, I had tests to be run. Um, about six hours, it, that's when it began to leak. And hey, who knows? You might be stuck somewhere where you cannot change your pad, where you cannot get out of the car, where you cannot do this, that, or the other. I personally, I am constant. I work, you know, nine to five, my Clark Kent. But um, there are times when I don't stop to use the restroom because I'm in their house. And I mean, what am I going to do with the pad? <laughs> I brought a bag. I brought a, I brought a bag so I could put the pad in the bag and then put it in my pocket and then hide, you know, hightail it to my jacket so I can put that in my pocket. But what I'm saying is it was okay until it wasn't, but when it was okay, it was awesome. And I, I enjoyed it for what it was. The one thing that I have to admit, and it just drove me crazy, that thing shifted it shifted and I had to find myself shifting it back. And can you imagine how uncomfortable that is? I mean, of course, you know, with the other, um, with the other disposable pads where it's all toxic and everything, we have to remember that, you know, sometimes you have to trade convenience where they're all toxic. They have the plastic, they have that sticky liner on the back and then they have wings. So they fold over your panties and you know, so there's, they're not going anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Unless you get the high school ones that you got back in the day from the dispensary and it was just like, you know, the big fat burrito. <laughs> That's just what it felt like. I mean, I'm sorry if this is a TMI, but I'm pretty sure you have all gone through this and you understand what I'm saying. So what I'm saying now is that I I appreciated it for when I appreciated it. But when I like when I sat on my seat, for example, oh my goodness, I really felt uncomfortable. I couldn't readjust it, of course, because, you know, I'm sitting on my seat. I'm talking about my bicycle seat. I'm talking about I'm sitting on my bicycle seat and I'm not feeling comfortable. It's kind of like, ugh, kind of wiggle, you know, to try to adjust it without anybody seeing. And, you know, I mean, because what are you going to do? You're going to go and step on the side, go step behind a bush or something and just go yank it out and readjust. And I mean, it's not hard to readjust, you know, it's it's it closes with clasps, you know, the snap clasps, the buttons. I don't know what they're called. I don't know what they're called. But it closes with the snap clasp. And because they do, it holds, you know, pretty much, pretty much. Like I said, the first night I slept in it on the first night and it was great. No spillage, no leakage, no nothing. I was surprised. I was excited. <laughs> All the things. But what happened was over time it leaked. And we can't have that, right? I mean, I kind of felt like I could have done the same thing by using toilet paper. Because when I was... <laughs> When I was young and I didn't have money for pads or nobody was going to buy me pads, I used the toilet paper in the in the bathrooms at school. Or I say I didn't have any pads. You know, I used the toilet paper. So I just made a big, fat layer, like thick, because, you know, toilet paper from the school is very thin. It's like one layer. I don't know how, I don't know if things have changed, but I mean, I started, I started my period when I was in elementary school. Yay. Um, so I had to deal with that. So uh, you know, having the, um, having the pads there, uh, the toilet paper there, rather, I used that as instead of, I used that instead of pads because I, if I didn't have it, I didn't have it. That's just the way it went. And so I just did that. But I, what I'm saying is this, I felt like I could have done a, a better job, um, using the toilet paper and then just flushing the thing down the toilet 
in the end of the day. Um, so as far as this product goes, I mean, I'm not even like, they're not asking me to review it. I'm just reviewing it because I wanted to see what would work best for me because I'm trying to get away from the toxicity. We talked about the toxicity, trying to get away from the toxicity, trying to pure purify our minds, our bodies, our hearts, our souls from the toxicity, get away from the toxicity. But what I'm saying is it didn't work. It didn't work. And because it didn't work 100%, I'm still going to give it a go because one, there you can wash them and use them again so i'm not gonna throw these puppies away i actually paid about 40 40 dollars for 10 of them so i'm not gonna just throw them away they have a purpose you know um and also i'm going to look for a different brand maybe another brand that's going to be better for me that's gonna feel better maybe i'll get the period panties instead that would be nice except ah if you get the period panties like i just like it just kind of like grosses me out inside i don't know if you have ever tried the period panties and they you know the natural healthy non-toxic period panties and you tried them you know i would love for you to dm me on instagram and tell me what you thought about them you know envision underscore whole underscore health just do this thing because i would really love to know if they are worth my time my energy my money my sanity, because nobody wants to be walking around feeling like they peed on themselves all day. I don't know. Is it hyper absorbent? Because the period, the period pads from the period company, and this is not to dis, uh, disparage them at all. I'm just telling you how I felt about the situation. Um, they were absorbent, but at the same time, I kind of felt weird putting them, you know, I kind of felt weird putting them back on. Like if I use the pad, for example, a disposable, when I would use a pad, I would put a layer of toilet paper if I didn't, you know, if it wasn't like four hours. And I knew that I could get some more use out of that thing. I would put like a layer of toilet paper on top of it and then, you know, pull my panties back up and call it a day. But in this case, that wasn't, I, I, I kind of did that, but it still kind of felt weird. And then all it did was add to the bulk, which made it uncomfortable for when I was riding my bike. Get it? So, da, 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 da. what am I saying? I'm saying that perhaps I need to try a different brand. <laughs> That's the chit chat. Now for an Equilife update. Get a free bottle of Inflamasooth on all orders over $149. Why? Having balanced levels of inflammation is key when it comes to your overall health and immune strength, but what you may not know is that it also has a direct impact on your longevity. And who doesn't want to live a longer life, guys? Who? When inflammation is out of balance, you may start to see and feel those telltale signs of aging, like stiffness and decreased, a decrease in, in mobility, and that is just not the business. Believe me, I work with plenty of elderly people who say the same thing, and those who are not elderly who are going through the same thing because they have too high of inflammation markers. While many herbs may claim to be anti-inflammatory, they are often poorly absorbed in the body, which is why Dr. Cabral from Equilife specifically formulated the Equilife Inflamasoup differently. The fast-acting herbs in this proprietary formula are highly bioavailable, meaning they absorb in your body for maximum effectiveness, making Equilife Inflamasoup a one-of-a-kind natural approach to soothe 
and relieve those discomforts of aging. So if you want to get your hand on this free bottle while supplies last, there's usually only 500 set to the side. You need to make sure that you jump onto that Equalife website or you click on my link tree down below and I'll have it all there. You just click on it, click, and then you can get yourself $149 worth of product and then get a free bottle of Inflamasooth. So why try any harder when you can get something done so easily? If you have any questions, DM me. Otherwise, click on my link down below. And now for some setbacks. Hmm, setbacks. Well, it's not necessarily setback, but it is because I kind of ran out of some of the ingredients that I needed to follow through with my candida bacteria, my candida yeast uh, protocol that I'm working on to decrease the the funkiness of my gut and the green toenails, <laughs> and you know the. Uh, embarrassingly enough, the bad breath. I am working on that, but I did run out of some of the products. So the setback is, is that I, until I get the more product, I cannot easily continue. But I did, this is, <laughs> I gotta flip it over and it's okay, I will. I did order some veggie capsules through doTERRA. And because I did that, I can fill, the, fill them myself. And then I'll be able to take the product once again using oregano oil, which I'm really excited for because that's such a game changer. And I can't wait to get back and continue on with this with this opportunity to balance my gut out. So, yeah, I ended it with a positive, but really, it's a setback, guys. It's a setback. Ugh. Motivation and encouragement. I want to motivate and encourage you to stomp it out. I want to motivate and encourage you to stomp it out. Meaning if there's something that's going on in your life or you're having some trouble dealing with some situations or you're emotionally in a place where you just don't know where what to do or where to turn or how to express your feelings, I want to encourage you to stomp it out. Go take your walk, stomp, get your high knees up, stomp your foot down. Of course, if you have an ankle problem, let's not do that. But if you do, if you don't have an ankle problem or a knee problem for that matter, I want to encourage you to stomp it out. Get that energy out of your body. Shake it out. I personally listen to um, Skillet and For Today and uh, uh, Fight the Fury and Ledger, you know, uh, uh, Fireflight and I listen to them and I stomp it out. You know, I've I've also been pumping it up. Well, I've been getting my uh, three my three kilo uh, weights and just you know when I'm feeling nervous energy or frustration or sadness or anger or and I just don't know what to do with it if it just becomes trapped in my body. I start you know utilizing that energy for a purpose, something that's going to benefit me as opposed to just make me feel tired and exhausted and sad. So I want to encourage you all, as I have been doing myself, to stomp it out. Take that walk. If you're on a bike, stomp it out on the pedals. If you are walking your dog, well, don't scare your dog. But I just want to encourage you to stomp it out. Get that energy out of your body. Don't do things that are destructive. As a po in, pl in place from destructive, do something that is going to 
build you up. It may build up your muscles. It may build up your endurance. It may build up your determination. Stomp it out. All right, guys, before we get started, we want to talk about one thing first. We don't want to just jump into blood sugar and blood pressure without first explaining what blood pressure is. I know that some of you may go to the doctor. Many of you may go to the doctor and, you know, have your blood pressure taken by the medical assistant that's available to you. And you you may have just gotten used to the fact that that's what you use. And you have probably never questioned, okay, why do we do this? Well, just to give uh, somewhat of a scientific, but not probably not so brainy, hopefully, um, explanation. Blood pressure is actually caused um, by the action of the blood moving against the walls of the arteries. Okay, so blood is pushed out of the heart and into the into the aorta and pulmonary pulmonary arteries as the left ventricle contracts, and that's what we call systolic. The left. So when you get that top number, that's systolic. That's when your left ventricle actually contracts, which means squeezes, closes in, right? And then the second measurement is taken, and it's all at the same time. So it's not like they're saying, okay, come back and let's do it again. Come back and let's do it again. And the second number is taken, the second measurement, and that's called diastolic. And that's when your when it's re, when your arteries, um, your vessels are relaxed. Okay. So I hope that makes sense. So one more time. So again, just to uh, reiterate, when you go to the doctor, I know that as a medical assistant, I would always let my um, the, the patients know to uncross their legs, to take a few deep breaths so they can calm themselves down. You know, because some people, they have that false, they have the false reading where if, as some people call it the white coat syndrome, where if they go into a doctor's office, they're automatically stressed out because they're afraid of what they're going to hear. And I, and I get it. You know, you go to the doctor and you're expecting bad news, you know? So what some people find themselves doing or not realizing is they've got their arms crossed or they've got their knees crossed or their ankles crossed. But what you want to do is you want to go in and sit at the seat, you know, relaxed, of course, but your feet flat on the ground. So that way, you your blood uh the blood can circulate properly and not give off a false reading so the blood pressure once again is actually caused by the action of the blood the blood moving against the walls of the arteries and again blood is pushed out of the heart and into the aorta and pulmonary arteries as the left ventricle con contracts okay and when the contraction is called the systolic measurement that's what we call the systolic measurement that's the one that's measurement number one the measurement number two is when the vessel relaxes, and that's what we call the diastolic measurement. So the systolic is up on top. So you hear, you hear like 120, 130, 140, whoo, 140. We'll talk about that in a minute. But then you also hear about the 80. And you always hear, oh, yeah, it was something, something over 80 or whatever. And that doesn't mean to say that maybe, that doesn't mean that some of yours may not be 80 or it it has to be 80 for that matter it's more on the lines of this is the normal range normal range is roughly around 120 over 80 so the top number 120 bottom number 80 that's what we consider normal um in the medical field i mean 
that's what's considered normal. And I guess that's what's been proved to have less, to, to have seen less altercations or um, 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 disruptions with the body. So with that being said, now we need to kind of know what, what that's about. And this had to be spoken of first because it's too easy to just jump right into how blood pressure and blood sugar is, uh, you know, come against each other and, and work for and against each other. So we had to get into this first and I hope this is helpful. Um, so now we will get into more about how blood pressure and blood sugar are effective towards each other because they have a, they have an inverse role actually. And that's unfortunate. So we're going to talk about that in just a moment. Let's first talk about the, the numbers, what from the ranges from average to, um, to hypertensive. Okay. So like I mentioned before, the average number is 120 over 80. That's what you look at. And it's considered, um, you know, great. <laughs> it's considered great, you know, normal, you know, nothing to be concerned about. Not too high, not too low, just Goldilocks, just right. And then there's the elevated pressure. And that's between 120 and 129 systolic, right? So that's when the the heart, uh, uh, the contraction is made and it's pushed the water. And then the, the, contra- the contraction is made. And then the 80 or greater than or, or rather less than or equal to 80, okay? And then we have the high blood pressure. High blood pressure, stage one. That's when you're kind of looking at 130 to 139. And then that's the systolic, but the diastolic is roughly 80 or 89. So, so you, now you see a change in the diastolic. And that's that's questionable. We don't want to see that. We don't want to see it as much in the systolic, the top number. But we definitely don't want to see too many changes in the uh, in the bottom number, which is the systolic which I'm sorry, the diastolic. Then there's the high blood pressure stage two. So stage one was 130 to 139 with an 80 uh, to 89 uh, diastolic. But now we're talking about high blood pressure stage number two, and that's when it's 150 or more. And the diastolic is 90 or higher. See, we're getting into some shaky ground right here as it was the high blood pressure stage one it was something that you could probably look at and determine for yourself. Okay, do I really, am I concerned about this? Do I need to medicate? What can I do to change it? And then you get into the high stage two and it's more like, okay, now we're looking like it's more of a problem. I would call that more of an orange, an orange, you know, um, and stage one would have been more like a yellow, you know what I'm saying? And then the elevated pressure and the average would be like, you know, green going and then the and then the secondarily, you know, green merging into yellow. But now we're looking at orange. And orange is not a beautiful thing to be looking at if you have blood pressure uh, elevation. Okay, so that's what we're looking at right now. And if you were to have that, then this is something that you need to work on. But don't be, don't worry. It can be done. The next one is hypertensive crisis, which would mean, or hypertension crisis, which means that your systolic is over 180, over 180, and or the uh, diastolic is 120 or more. Now, now we're really looking at a problem because we don't want the any of those numbers to go any higher than 20 to 30 points above your baseline. Baseline would have been, you know, 120 over 80. So 
20 to 30 points over that, we're looking at a problem. The, the, they're measured by millimeters and mercury. So it's millimeters per mercury. So the point, like I said, the points of the baseline is used to determine whether or not uh, your blood sugar is on the higher side or the lower side. The higher side, lower side, 120 over 80, that's baseline. And then anything above that is considered questionable. But as we mentioned, we had elevated pressure, which was 120 to 129 with um, uh, greater or equal, less than or equal to 80 uh, on, this, on the diastolic front. And then the high blood pressure stage one, 130 to 139, again, the diastolic being at 80 to 89. Okay. And again, these things are important. This is how they measure your blood pressure because it's easy enough to say, well, you have high blood pressure, but you probably don't know what it means. But now we know the top number determines how much, how much millimeters per mercury is being measured when the, when your, the left ventricle is contracting. The lower number, diastolic, is when it's relaxing, when the when it's relaxing, okay? So blood pressure is actually caused by the action of the blood moving against the walls, like I mentioned. So now we're going to look at how this affects blood sugar and vice versa, and where your type 2 diabetes comes into the midst of all of this. Because you're, okay, so now you have this information here and you need to go forward. What do, what do we want to look at next? We want to look at how blood sugar can actually cause high blood pressure. And that's not something that we want. So let's get into it. Okay, so now that we have the basis covered of concerning blood pressure, let's go ahead and move forward with blood pressure and blood sugar and how they affect each other. So as I mentioned before, with blood pressure, the arteries and the vessels that the blood passes through has to, um, well, it passes through the blood, okay? So as I mentioned before, the blood has to pass through the vessels. And as the vessels are constricting and not constricting, it makes it easier for the blood to get through or to not get through. Well, as we know with blood sugar, I think we've discussed this over and over and over again, when blood sugar is high, it causes the blood that it causes the sugar that is in the blood to cause damage to the vessels. When the vessels are being damaged, then what occurs is they become hardened and stiff. They become hardened and stiff. So can you just imagine for a moment, a water hose that is hardened and stiff and maybe has a few gashes in there or what have you, and you're trying to apply as much pressure from your uh, to your hose as possible so that way you can spray your garden but only so much of the pressure that is being applied is going through uh towards with the water through the hose so when the hose is being is at a at such a state then it cannot express all of the water that it's being given so the water is leaking in some places it's stuck in other places and the hose itself is stiff with age, damage, and it can't. It's not no longer flexible, so you can't bend it. Uh, you can't fold it over to put your thumb across the the gap to apply more pressure because sometimes we do that. So is like the human body. Our vessels are malleable. They are <laughs> perfect. They're perfect. 
and the blood passes through them to get to the whole system. It circulates throughout the whole body. But when sugar is in the blood along going for the ride, as opposed to being applied into cells through uh, utilizing insulin, when the vessels are damaged, then it takes a lot more pressure to have the blood be applied because there's calcification and there is there is types of uh, the the vessels become more narrow because there's a lot there's less because of course cholesterol has to come in as well right to protect the vessels to heal the vessels we talked about cholesterol isn't that awesome how it just all makes sense now how it to protect the vessels to heal the vessels and then of course um, that's the ldl and then the h the the hdl will come in and sweep what's not needed away but if it's constantly being damaged then it's going to be constantly being applied and so it becomes sticky if you will like a tar yes the job was doing well to protect the vessels but now it can no longer do that because it's chronic the blood the sugar in the stream continues to damage those vessels. So every time cholesterol is constantly, chronically being applied through the vessels, sugar, glucose is constantly destroying, disrupting, causing damage towards those vessels. So once all those vessels are damaged, cholesterol comes in and then there's a, it becomes hardened and what is needed is there. And if it's chronic, then it has to constantly be Okay, this is part of the metabolic syndrome for a reason, because all of these together create damage. <laughs> it creates difficulty for the blood to pass. And, you know, acute, acute uh, high blood pressure is not a big deal, but we're not talking acute anymore. We're talking chronic. And because it's chronic, the blood pressure is is more it's it's at a it's at a more difficult state the blood cannot pass through the vessels i know i keep repeating that but i hope that by my repeating it you can kind of understand what i'm saying but i'll move on now because i'm pretty sure that's annoying <laughs> okay so when the blood cannot pass through the vessels what occurs is the heart has to pump harder to get the blood to go through where it needs to go so as it pumps harder your blood pressure measurement, the systolic, goes higher because it's contraction. The the it's like okay, say you have a, a water balloon, okay? The water there's a there is water in the balloon, and you squeeze it just gently, then you feel like the slight pressure coming between your fingers, but it's not much. But the harder you squeeze, the the more the more of the of the balloon is squeezed through your fingers. It just goes through your fingers and there's more application. There's more protruding through your fingers. And that's exactly how it is. So just as the balloon is, so is the heart. But the balloon holds on to the water in the in the in that balloon as it squeezes through your fingers like a stress ball perhaps. And so where the balloon does that the heart actually has to pump harder, harder, harder to get the blood to go everywhere it needs to go. Because now you're looking at a narrowed, 
you're looking at a narrowed pathway as opposed to a free, free reign. So instead of, it's like having a freeway with a five car lane, but the three, three lanes of those five of the five car lane is down for construction and everything is being, being pointed and narrowed into the two lanes. Well, there's backup at that point. There's a, there's backup. There's a pileup. It's too difficult for all those cars who were flowing through a five, a five lane to be suddenly squished into a two lane. All of those have to make allowances just like you and your car would have to make allowances for the people who have to get over. Some of you don't, I know you don't. I used to, no, I did. I always did for the most part, unless I really had to be somewhere. And then I did it begrudgingly. I did, <laughs> but I did it. Nonetheless, what I'm saying is this, your, the sugar that is in your body is damaging the cells. It's just like that construction work. It has made a five car lane into a two car lane. And because it's made it into that two car lane and, and you're wondering, okay, well, again, how does that work? Because all that damage, all that damage that is happening to this, to the, to the vessels, cholesterol is coming in to fix it. LDL, your superhero, LDL is coming in to fix it. Okay. But if it's chronic, then LDL has to be constantly be applied to those positions. So LDL doesn't have a chance to be swept up. Okay. So what you're looking at is what would have been a five car lane gets put into a two car lane. And you have all of this pressure from a five car lane being squished into a two car lane. And then you have to try to make it work all the way until you get past that, that pass, the overpass, the, the, um, the exit. So you can get to a part of the vessels that are not so damaged. But if you continue on with the sugar or with any other damaging uh, oxidants, oxidative stress that come across the vessels, and then what you are looking at is hardened, hardened vessels. And that's where people are concerned about stroke. We'll be right back. Envision Health Integrative Nutrition and Wellness is a private online wellness practice where Danielle Vallette coaches women from all around the world in weight loss, chronic disease health restoration, biblical positive mindset, and nutritional supplements. To be a part of her amazing whole body wellness program, click the link below to receive a free 30-minute discovery call. Don't let tomorrow be too late. Hey guys, did you know that doTERRA essential oils not only creates essential oils for the body but and for consumption, but they also make simple things that maybe you're wondering how to get your hands on but weren't quite sure, like low no-tox, no-tox, body bar to wash your body that you can wash also your hair with, your whole body without worrying about endocrine disruptors, or parabens or any of those other things to destroy your hormones 
Or what about some chapstick? Aren't you tired of having that disgusting chapstick that goes into your bloodstream that affects your hormones? Well, with doTERRA, they have specific, they have different flavors of chapstick and they are fantastic. I bought three of them for Lydia and they're great. But my most uh, favorite, the one that I use daily, because I can tell you, I don't shower daily, but what I do use daily is my doTERRA Greek fur deodorant. Oh my word, this thing is on point. When I wear it, I don't excessively sweat and I certainly do not smell. And that for me is very important because while I'm on my bike all the time, I need to know that my deodorant has got my back. And that's one thing I don't have to worry about. So if you're interested in getting some low no-tox products to protect your body, your hormones, your endocrine system, then I can say look no further than to mydoterra.com forward slash E-H-I-N-W coach and get your products right there. That's my link. You'll find it down below. Enjoy the products. Know that you're doing something great for your body and you don't have to worry, finally, about making your body iller than it already is. That's doTERRA. Dun, dun, dun. I know, I said it, the S word. No, not stupid, stroke, stroke, stroke. This is the concern about blood pressure. This is the concern. This is why people are so concerned about blood pressure and having a proper, having a proper number for blood pressure and showing up as far as having good blood pressure. And it is because of what can happen if you don't have good blood pressure. The blood pressure is not going to technically save the day. It's what happens when you don't have the good blood pressure. I mean, it remains, it remains that there are so many things that can occur with blood pressure. You know, hypertension, um, so many different things that can, that can happen with bad blood pressure. And I know that sounds so empty, like, yeah, but you already said that, but it's because it's a little bit more, it's a little bit more detailed. Your doctor would tell you, well, we have to watch out for stroke because your blood pressure is so high and it means then that your vessels are closed, which means then that it's going to be harder to apply, uh, to have the blood go through your vessels, which means then <laughs> that there could be clots. And if there are clots in your, in your blood and you're, it's trying to be forced through a very narrowed canal, a very narrow two way, two car street highway, as opposed to the five car that it's used to, that it can block, it can block the, the flow of the blood that needs to go everywhere else, which can then cause stroke. This is not something to make you fearful. This is something for you to understand, okay, what can I do? Because there are plenty of things that you can do to mitigate this, to avoid it, to be careful of it. One, 
is to make sure that your blood sugar is under control. Did we get to the point where I explain why? Because I did mention, but let's go ahead and get into some of the science of it because I told you the things, but let's understand why. Because there's no point of you saying, okay, well, I know all of these other things, but I still don't know how blood sugar has any effect on my blood pressure. And that's something that you need to know. Okay, I did actually say I know that the blood pressure is actually caused by the action of the blood moving against the walls. Okay, but let's get it. Uh, let's get to a better place of uh, understanding. High blood sugar causes insulin to be secreted. And as we all know, we need our insulin. If you are insulin sensitive, that means that your pancreas is still delivering the insulin as necessary and your body can take that. The insulin can be stored. It can sweep up, drink up, whatever the glucose that is in your body and store it into the cells as fuel. Great. Great. But if you are insulin insensitive or if you are gluc or if you have high blood sugar levels, chronically speaking, then that insulin, which is chronically being dispersed to you, then happens to block or stop the body's ability to create nitric oxide. And nitric oxide is what the body uses to relax the vessels, to open it up. So if insulin is at a constant high because your body cannot, does, not how to know, does not know how to regulate the sugar levels, if you are consuming too much right now, right now in, in sugar, carbohydrates, um, refined foods, uh, refined processed oils, any of those, if you, are, if you are consuming any of those in excess, triglycerides, excess, if you're consuming any of those in excess, then what is happening is that the insulin, then the pancreas has to secrete the insulin if the beta cells are working properly. So that's number one. If the beta cells are working properly because you already have the diabetes or you are, you are insulin insensitive, so you're either insulin insensitive meaning that the pancreas continue to pump it out, but it's not working, or your beta cells are have been affected and the beta cells are not calling for the insulin to be secreted. So you have two things. Either way, they're still allowing for your blood sugar to be higher because if you are insulin insensitive, it means that your body is no longer sensitive to, or the cells are no longer sensitive to the insulin storing them into the cell, storing the glucose into the cells. Insulin is no longer opening the key. It takes a lot more. It takes a lot of manhandling to open the to open the door of the cells to shove the sugar in there, to shove the glucose in there as fuel, as opposed to as shoving it into your fat tissues, your adipose tissues, your liver. Okay. So 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 man 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 right. Okay. So this is really exciting, and this I. I say it's exciting because it's something to learn, to know, to understand. If you have the knowledge, then you can make decisions. You know, if you're going out there and you decide that you're going to eat something, then you can say, hmm, well, I have problems with my blood pressure. So perhaps I will not eat this junk that I'm going to eat and save myself from that. Because even if you are using blood pressure medication, the blood pressure, medi the blood pressure medication will lo indeed lower the blood pressure, you know, but then that still affects your blood sugar. 
And once your blood sugar is affected through the catecholamines, which is a hormone, then your blood pressure will be once again affected. If your blood sugar goes up, your blood pressure goes up. I know. I know. It's kind of not fair, right? But it is what it is. This is what is happening. I mean, I don't know if I want to say this is not fair because honestly, this is how the body works. And so what the fair part is, is you not knowing it. The unfair part is you not knowing about it. Once you know about it, though, you can decide what you're going to do about it because there's no point in walking around saying, woe is me. I have no idea what to do. And let me just keep on taking all these pills and, and this blood pressure medication and just hope for the best. No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. We are not going to do that. We're going to fight for ourselves. We're going to know what's happening and we're going to get past the situation. How do you do it? Lower your, your consumption of refined sugars and uh, uh, fra- those seed oils that are you know fa- factory made, um, those damaged seed oils, okay? Refined processed factory seed oils, okay? What else can you do? You can exercise. I don't want to exercise. <laughs> but if you exercise, say um, hit exercise, for example, or um, lo- longer term, uh, high intensity workouts, such, then you will lower your blood sugar. By lowering your blood sugar, then that decreases the amount of damage that is happening to your vessels, which will in turn lower your blood pressure. Everything works together. You are not, you are not just like Sue mentioned last week, we are not placed in boxes. We have our own way that we are taking care of that our body takes care of us and they, and, and everything in that manner is the same. It's all one work. The hand works with the feet that works with the eyes that works with the nose, which works with the, with the chin and the, and the, and the, you know, head, shoulders, knees and toes, you know, it all works together. That's what it is. That's what it is. And once we understand that, instead of just um, putting ourselves in a silo, or having ourselves be put in a silo, then we can learn how to better take care of our whole body, whole body wellness, instead of just focusing on one thing. Because I'll tell you, if the blood sugar is not regulated, nothing else is going to matter. Because as you can see so far, blood sugar seems to be the biggest problem amongst all of these uh, syndromes. Blood sugar seems to always be aggravating and, um, and adding to the situation as opposed to diminishing or being better at it. It's, it's just, I mean, it's what it's, it's, this is what it's showing and it is what it is. And the fact that that's how the body works, it's not, is how it is. Well, we're just going to forget about it and just give up. We're not going to give up. This is not what we do. We find a solution. We answer, we answer the question why, and then we get the solution as to what to do after that. And I really hope that this makes sense to you because it makes absolute sense to me. But of course, you know, I'm studying this. I'm studying this for you. I'm studying it for myself. I'm studying it for my clients. I want to make sure that they make good choices. Medication will also cause blood pressure problems. Medication causes blood sugar problems. Medication causes blood sugar problems. And blood sugar problems cause blood pressure problems. Okay. It's, it's so interconnected that there's just no way to get around it. There's no hiding from it. There's no running from it. There's only seeing what it is, acknowledging what it does, thanking God for the, for the ability of it to do it on its own and you not having to try to orchestrate the whole thing. And then taking steps to be the best, to have your best body. And that may not even be the prettiest on the outside. You may still have a little bit of excess of fat or, you, you know, some arms that swing, you know, kippeflugels. You might have that. 
but that's okay because as long as you're working on taking care of yourself from the inside out first, that's what's most important. That's what's going to carry you through. Having six pack abs are not going to carry you through. Yeah, having less adipose uh, fat, um, adipose tissue that will carry you through. It'll help, but just having six fat, six pack abs. That's not what's going to carry you through. It's those things, those most important things, the basic steps, the basic steps, your diet, your exercise, your stress, your stress um, uh, actualization and realizing how to deal with that, your toxin removal, your rest, your emotional balance, your science-backed supplements, your success mindset, and most importantly, your faith, having, having faith that this can be done, having the mindset, not just mindset, but recognizing if there is anything in your heart or your mind or your soul that is keeping you in a, in a place of, of negativity or in a place of shame or keeping you in a place of regret, because all of those things will eat you up when there is forgiveness on the other side. You can just ask for, for the forgiveness by God, from God and keep on moving, keep on trucking, you know, confess your sins and just keep on moving, knowing that he forgave you. Then that shame, that regret that that unforgiveness that you have in your heart whatever the case may be that that alone not not minimizing that something is wrong but actually recognizing that there's something wrong in your life and it needs to be fixed not saying oh well you know this is the way the world works no but actually recognizing it recognizing who you truly are you're you've been called out for a purpose and the purpose is not to be living in shame regret or or you know disappointment but actually to give it all to God and then to move forward. Who now we're gonna, <laughs> I'm just saying, look, I'm not the, uh, you're not, I'm not just talking to you. I have to raise my hand daily sometimes about this stuff. And that's exactly why I can tell you for a fact, not just because it's my experience, but because the Bible says that it's true. And I believe God's word to be 100% true. And because of that, I know, and because I've had the freedom, the, the relief, of asking for forgiveness and knowing that I can come to the throne of God and know that I don't have to live in shame or regret or fear, that makes a difference. Those emotions that keep on dragging you down, the bitterness, I mean, you can tell, you can, you can forgive the person in your own heart, but that's not going to do much. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things that have to be accomplished first, but the first and foremost is to recognize that you are not in a place that you should be you're spiritually not where you should be. And because you're not spiritually where you should be, then everything else is going to continue to drag you down. You're going to constantly feel negative. You're going to constantly feel uh, 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 suicidal, depressed, all of these things, all of these things. Well, that was a little off topic, wasn't it? <laughs> but it's not, it's not. Because all of these syndromes are affected by everything that we just talked about right now. Or all of these all of these criteria make up the metabolic syndrome. And that's why. That's why we're going over this. So that way you can have a better understanding and better idea of what to do about your situation. As opposed to just lying in, in, in self-pity and wallowing in, in, in disappointment. We're not doing that. We're not doing it. You know, tell yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it. So say it by name. Call your name out. Say whatever your name is. Susie, I, Susie, I'm not doing it. Susie is not doing it. I am Susie. I'm not doing it. Don't distance yourself from the situation. Say, I am not doing it. I, Susie, I'm not doing it. I, Jackie, I'm not doing it. I, Becky, I'm not doing it. I, Nicole, I'm not doing it. I, Cynthia, I'm not doing it. 
I, Tay Tay, am not doing it. I am not doing it. I am not going to give up on myself. I am not going to just lay down and wallow in self-pity and disrespect for myself. I'm going to do something about it. And this is the way you're going to do it. You're going to, one, take it to the Lord. If there's anything in your heart that is keeping you from a good relationship with him, you're going to ask him for forgiveness and you're going to confess it. And then you're going to walk towards his will. Because no matter what you do physically, your you, the, um, the spiritual part of your life will continue to have effect on your physical life. The spiritual part of your life will constantly have a positive or ill effect upon your body, your life. So until you are at peace, you will never be at peace. I can give you all of these health tips, but that's the biggest tip that I can ever give you, spiritual health. Without it, there's nothing. But going on, (laughs) going on, I think I explained to you what happens with the catecholamines but just in case i didn't the catecholamine is the hormone and it raises both the blood sugar and blood pressure when the blood sugar gets too low the body releases norepinephrine or adrenaline to increase the level which also constricts vessels to raise and which causes the raising of the blood pressure so it's not like um this is not like you are going through a um, a simple little thing. It's not so. It's not just like. It's not like you're just going through the simple little episode and everything is fine and you don't need to worry about your blood sugar and your blood pressure. They don't have any coincidence. They don't have any uh, connection with each other. The metabolic syndrome. They these all have connection with each other. We've talked about cholesterol this far. We've talked about triglycerides. We have talked about, we have now talked about blood pressure and we're going to talk about one more. I just need you all to understand that all of these are connected to your blood sugar levels and in the blood there is life. Okay. So you don't want to contaminate your life with damaged oils, damaged sweeteners, damaged foods, fake foods. You don't want to do it. That's it, guys. (laughs) I hope this was helpful that you understood where the blood pressure was coming from and how your blood sugar affects your blood pressure. Um, If you have any questions, please DM me on Instagram by using envision underscore whole underscore health. You can also contact me through the, the Facebook page, which is Envision Health Coaching. And you can just send a message. I'm there. I answer, and I'm not afraid to um, get into the depths with you. I would really, really love to see you all thrive. It's my joy. It's my pleasure. It's my passion. It's my hope. It's my dreams to see you all thrive. And I may not be able to see your faces, but I know that the education that I'm giving you all, these, these episodes, are going to make such a difference. If this episode seems uh, happens to make a difference for you or for anyone else, I would love for you to let me know by uh, 
contacting me on Instagram or maybe taking a screenshot of you listening to this episode and then tagging me at envision underscore whole underscore health. And let's, let's let people know that they're not alone, that just because they're handling one thing doesn't mean that they're, that everything is 100% okay, but that they need a little bit more help, help people to know that they're not alone, help them to know that Working on one part is great, but working on all of them is even better. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me. If you have any questions for Sue, who was on yesterday or last week, I apologize. um, Do not hesitate to reach out to her or to me, and I will get the information out to her. If any of these episodes have touched your life in any way, by all means, write a review. Let people know what you're listening to and how it's affecting your life and how it's what it's done for you. It's not about my pride. It's about letting, if you write a review, then more people can hear this because then the algorithm of sorts will recognize that people are actually listening to this and it'll present it to more people, even more. Thank you so much for joining me here at Type 2 Take 2. Have a fantastic day and I will talk to you all next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Type 2 Take 2, your diabetes and health-centered podcast. Please remember that we are not doctors and we don't play them on TV. So if you have medical questions that are medically grounded, please contact a medical provider. If, however, you'd like to help to get to the root cause of your chronic disease or illness, please DM me on Instagram at envision underscore whole underscore health or by my Facebook page, Envision Health Coaching. Again, we are not doctors, we do not diagnose, we do not cure, and we certainly do not treat. But if you're ready to take the next natural step to your health, schedule a free 15-minute discovery call to see if we are a great fit. Have a great day.